Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. Alright babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth please so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them on and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a Welcome, sisters, to another episode of A Sister and Her Mister. Today, we're chatting with Andrea, a fellow sister from the Sisterhood, our monthly membership site, where she was able to learn how to manage her PCOS symptoms, regulate her period, and lose 20 pounds. Welcome, Andrea. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be great. Yeah. And uh, for those that that aren't in the sisterhood, just recently, Andrea wrote an amazing give and ask where she explained her experience and uh, her improvements with PCOS and so much more. We're going to link that in the podcast description. So anybody who's interested, you can go ahead and read that. But Andrea, welcome to the podcast. And we're so happy to have you here. Yeah. Tell us about your experience in the sisterhood and how that's helped you with managing your symptoms before we launch into your PCOS story. Um, Well, the sisterhood was, it has been, I don't know, it it has been like a great gift to me because um, I'll talk more about it later. But when I first got diagnosed with PCOS, it felt like I was the only girl experiencing Mm -hmm all of this crazy symptoms and nobody, none of my friends, none of my family knew what I was going through mm-hmm. and joining the sisterhood has been like, I see a post of, is anybody struggling with this? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. And then people also ask questions about things that I've been curious and I haven't really had the time to ask or I'm just like, it's a dumb question. I'm not going to post it. But then someone asked and you and Sirak are always there to answer. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> yeah. I had a doubt about that. So it, it feels to me like we're all seriously, we're all in that together. We're mm-hmm. all like, oh, look what I found at yeah. this store and it's gluten dairy free and you can enjoy it for a treat or 
for breakfast and it's just like oh another idea that I could do on my meal prep or things like that and yeah I just love the fact that we have a very supporting community and that we have you too to help us with that so I I am very appreciative of it Oh, thank you for that. We appreciate that yeah. too. And I think that's what makes any community so powerful. If it's a sisterhood or if it's something else, the power of a community, it just brings people together to ask any question because you're all, we're all in the same boat. So when you ask a question, there's no like dumb question or there's no question that may not be relevant. Like everybody's majority of people are thinking the same thing. So I think that's like, like you said, it, it brings the whole community together and makes the progress a lot easier. So I'm so happy you feel the same way. Yeah. Yes, it's also awesome because I've said to many people, I don't think doctors know how to answer most of our questions because mm. I've asked them and they're like, mm, I don't know. And it's like, uh, I don't know either. Yeah. So, has been great because, um, yeah, I've been through many doctors and I've found so many answers in the sisterhood that I didn't yeah. have. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, going from there, could you want to do you want to explain how you were diagnosed with PCOS? And you, right, right before the podcast, you were telling us a funny story of how you found us and the TikTok, the funny one that you found. But if you could just explain how you were diagnosed with PCOS and um, what led you to basically look online to find like relevant information. Yes. Um. So I think it was in 2017. Um. I just started gaining weight very rapidly and I was always like going to the gym and I was always doing head workouts and, you know, um, and I just started gaining weight rapidly. And then my joints started hurting like my knees. Mm. And I thought, I, I remember telling a friend, my knees hurt. And she was like, you should check out if you're developing arthritis. And I was like, Oh my goodness, that's so scary. Yeah. And, But I was like, well, it doesn't hurt bad enough to go to the doctor. (laughs) So I guess many people are like me. I don't know. But I'm one of those persons who are like, if I'm not dying, I'm not going to the doctor. (laughs) I'm like (laughs) Um, that too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it too much. But um, yeah, I just put it up. And then my period went missing. Um, And I was like, "Mm, this is weird. I'm very regular. I don't know what's going on. So I told my mom, my mom was like, well, I don't know. That's weird. Um, right away, I took away the pregnancy because I was not sexually active. And uh, I was like, well, I don't know. Then it came back and it came back a bit crazy, not like normal. And then I got it. And then all of a sudden, I didn't have it for three months. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I started having a period that lasted three months three months bleeding and I was like I went to many doctors and I was like well they couldn't find and they wanted to give me birth control and birth control and birth control I was like I don't know and then I I was kind of scared I was like is it cancer you know like that's Mm -hmm. this is not normal and then you tell some people and nobody knows too much about PCOS so people rapidly come like you need to get checked and see if it's this and it's just it was just so frightening um anyways I went to the doctor and one of them were like the only way to control this is birth control Mm. and I was like okay I don't want it but I don't want to be bleeding anymore (laughs) um so we did it it did control it and then um 
I got married and um, I kept being on the pill. And after, I wanna say a year, um, we're like, okay, let's try for kids. Yeah. And um, I slowly started getting out of the pill and it's like, okay, now hopefully we'll get pregnant. And it's like, nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then my periods got crazy again. And I was like, this is so weird. And I was so desperate. And um, well, then <laughs> scrolling through Instagram, um, I was saying this to you guys before. I'm a Christian, so I was praying about it because I was very concerned. And I present this to my God in prayer. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, um, I go to Instagram and I go to the Explore tab. And then... <laughs> I see this girl knocking <laughs> her husband's glass of water from his head and says <laughs> Ovacidol. And I'm like, oh, this looks funny. You know, it looks like good content. I'm going to click on it. And then it said something like, um, your caption was kind of like, when your husband accidentally drinks your Ovacidol <laughs> and it's <laughs> hashtag PCOS and blah, blah. And then I started looking through your um, Instagrams and I saw the graphics and like all the symptoms in graphics. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I, I think I went through your whole feed. I almost didn't sleep that night, just going through your whole feed wow. at all your graphics and the symptoms and this and that. And I was just like, this is what I have. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I was, I was certain this is what I have. I know it. This is incredibly and if it's not it's ridiculous because it's exactly what I'm going through and um I decided to I said I'm gonna keep researching about PCOS and then I said also you were always talking about gluten dairy free gluten dairy free and I was like you know what I'm gonna start doing it and if I don't have PCOS uh, whatever mm -hmm. but if I do I'm already starting the process yeah and I'm a very radical person so <laughs> when I I came to my fridge and I just threw everything that was dairy out. And I told my husband, sorry. And I just threw it out and I threw the gluten stuff out and I just cleaned my pantry. Cause if I have it in my pantry, I'm going to eat it. So I had to be radical. And I, I went that day to Trader Joe's and just got dairy and gluten-free stuff. And I was like, okay, here we go. We'll see. And I also schedule an appointment with the PCOS um, how do you say this? Um, specialist? Specialist? Yeah, yeah, specialist. And um, I said, Hey, I don't know if I have it, but these are my, my symptoms. She said, Sure, come this day. So I went and they did Is this all the gynecologist. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, they did all ultrasound, every kind of exams. And then she called me back a week later and she said, You have something called <laughs> PCOS. Wow. And it and I was like, oh, I know that. <laughs> She's like, I would recommend for you to cut dairy and gluten. Wow. I, was, I already oh did gosh. that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. Shout out to this doctor. What's her name and where is she? Yes. Um, her name is Natalie and she's here in Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, yes. So she was like, I would recommend for you to do this. Um, and I said, well, I'm already starting to do that. And she's like, that's awesome. And then I asked her about Ovacidol and she's like, I don't know what that is, but let me do a research. So she left the room. She came back. She's like, yeah, you could do that. 
That's amazing. Um, I love yeah. how she looked how into it. You know, a yeah. lot of times when a doctor hears, I, I don't know what that is. It sounds like a BS or something. And they just like completely like overlook it. But I love how your doctor actually stopped, took a look at it and then gave you a response. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. It, it felt like everything started just falling into place because yeah. every doctor before was like uh, birth control, I guess. And then she's like, I don't know what that is. And then she came back and she's like, oh, it's inositol and this and this. And she's like, I think you can do it. Um, and she did give me metformin, mm-hmm. which I kind of rebelled against. I didn't <laughs> drink it. <laughs> and um, yeah. Uh, which is well anyway I went three months I finished my first uh supply of of avacidol and my period was there yeah you go what that's awesome and um yeah I've had periods I had periods for four months straight and um (laughs) I gotta be completely transparent in December I did eat some gluten and dairy and um, in January, I didn't have a period. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what happens. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew better. Um, but it's a lifestyle. Yeah, and exactly. I learn, you know, mm-hmm. I learn and I'm like, okay, this is not like a cheating thing. It's yeah. really a lifestyle thing. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I do want to encourage people to not feel guilty or like you have to punish yourself mm-hmm. because that's what I used to do before. And there, I would feel so guilty, so, so guilty. And it, that would just stress me more than actually eating that little piece of cheese, yeah. whatever. I feel like my stress will damage my cortisol levels and insulin more than that little piece of cheese that I had. <laughs> no, I, we totally agree. Yeah. And it, it's a very common thing too, with like any diet or like trend that uh, sometimes um, people will follow, like for example, keto, keto, or like a low carb diet where you feel like, obviously with keto, it's a very short term thing. So you feel like you have to do it per- perfectly the whole time to achieve the results. But you know, when you're looking for something that's a long-term diet and lifestyle just like you were saying with gluten dairy free it's like a it's a long-term approach it's like a lifestyle approach so when you have gluten or dairy here or there it's not like something to feel horrible about because that feeling will only make it worse but it's something to just you know uh, move over uh, like, like just accept it and move past it and then try your best with the next meal or next day or week and then from there you you see the results just being consistent over months and months and not thinking like oh how's this gonna affect my day or week so I, I love how you your mentality has um you're, you're able to think more positively through those things yeah and it makes you do it for longer and more consistently with that mindset yes yes Tell I the- sorry I don't think I've ever lost weight the way I'm doing it right now I've never yeah. lost weight still eating tacos is still eating pizza, even though it's gluten like free, dairy free. I've never lost weight eating stuff I like. Um, it was always like, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, Tell us no. about that. Tell us about your weight loss experience before and after doing gluten and well, dairy free and the exercises and everything. We'll launch into exercises. Yeah. Um, I like just like Sarah was saying at first, it was like I would be involved for five months and I would drop a crazy amount of weight, but I was always restricting myself. I like rice 
and um, I'm Latina. So, um, I mean, rice was quite part of our diet, rice and beans and meat. And mm -hmm. I always felt like I can't eat my favorite foods if I want to lose weight. I have to be super strict. I can't eat this. And it felt like a punishment. And after a while, you'll get tired of that punishment and you'll come out of it and then you will do the rebound. <laughs> but now it's, now it's like, I eat what I like and I love that. I follow a lot of the sisterhood recipes and I'm like, what can I do today? Oh, chicken tacos. Let's do that. And I always, every time I eat, I've learned this in the sisterhood. Every time I eat, I learn my carb range, which I didn't know that was a thing, but, um, now I know how much carbs I can have. And every time I eat carbs, I eat a ton of veggies with it. And that is kind of like, I ate tacos, but I feel great. And I don't feel tired and I don't feel like I'm punishing myself. I'm happy. It was food. Food makes you happy. Let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm happy. I'm still losing weight and I still feel energy. Mm -hmm. So that was the big difference between how I used to do things now to have learned to do them now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it really makes it, like you said, food makes us happy. And like having something you like for dinner or for lunch, it just sets the mood. Like, especially when you're like with, like you said, with your husband or whoever, when you're just having that meal and you feel it, like it tastes delicious and you're enjoying it with your partner, it's like a great mm -hmm. thing. So like when you take that out and you become more restrictive, it just takes the fun one out of life, but also the fun out of like what you're doing to improve your health. Like you don't want to be improving your health with PCOS and being like miserable the whole time you want to be like happy and enjoying the foods and like seeing the progress as you're making these beneficial changes so I, I love how that mindset has changed for you too yeah yes and, and yes it's it's there's no cure for PCOS really mm -hmm. and the way I've thought about it is I don't want to live miserable my whole life so I need to find a balance to yeah. eat good and feel good yeah. you know, manage this, um, symptoms and all of that. So it's, it's really a long-term thing and it's not a trend. It's not a fad. Mm. Um, it's my help. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How does your husband, um, feel with like, when you've made the changes with gluten and dairy, like uh -huh. th th does he do it with you or does he have his own? Does he have like a stash of cheese somewhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a meat cheese and carbs type of guy. Um, <laughs> But this is one thing I would do. He loves his steak, his potatoes, and his roasted veggies. Um, so I would make, I would get um, vegan butter. And I would make mashed potatoes with that and mm -hmm. um, just adjust it to so I can eat as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he can't even tell the difference. I, I bet, mean, yeah. 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 He, He's like, this is great. I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the times he doesn't know if it's gluten or dairy. Cause I feel like nowadays we're so blessed to live in an era where we have the science to make all of these things like uh -huh. dairy free cheese, dairy free cream <laughs> cheese and all of these things. I it's so good. Yeah. Coconut. It is great. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, um, obviously he wants to have cheese in the fridge. Now I feel like I've surpassed the stage of temptation from dairy. Yes. So I feel like I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. I, yeah. It can yeah. feel addicting if you are eating it a lot and you have a dairy sensitivity, you're not detoxing it. 
and you know yes. casomorphin in your bloodstream makes you feel addicted to the cheese yeah. but once you get past that you don't even crave it you don't even think about it but yeah. it's so funny because people see our account and they're like there's no way i can give up dairy <laughs> yes like, you're addicted to it that's why yes and um in the sisterhood there's been some people like i've given up gluten but i don't know how to do dairy and i can't and my and sometimes i've replied and i'm like yes you can stop yeah. doubting yourself i've seen your responses actually i love it <laughs> our body is more capable than what we think yeah absolutely. and i feel that is the way we're always i feel like we're always talking about love yourself and this but the moment of doing something we doubt ourselves mm. part of loving ourselves is to pushing ourselves yeah. to become mm-hmm. better to be better so um yeah i feel like I was like that. Honestly, I was like, I eat cheese with everything, with yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, no, I see like it's, it's the, the easiest. Commercials. I. And it's I'm the like, easiest thing. Like when you, when I was eating cheese back in the day, it's like, oh, you know, I'm hungry. Let me just make like a bread and cheese toast thing. You know, in the panini machine, it tastes so good. It fills you up. You're good to go. But yeah. it's like gluten dairy. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. especially when you're like seeing how it's impacting you, like you were mentioning earlier, how like when in December you had some of some gluten and dairy and you unfortunately missed your period and you saw like some of those symptoms get worse. And once yeah. you're seeing those connections, it's like, but like biologically, you're like, you're, you're naturally not going to really want it as much. Like even telling sometimes like, like if, if I'm having, if we're out, if, if I'm having like ice cream or something, she'll take a bite, you know, like just like a, mm-hmm. just like a little bite. And then she'll feel a little bit of acne come up in a few days or something. And she's like, uh, yeah, I should not have had that. And the next time she's like, I'm not even touching it. So yes. Or I just know the consequence and I'm like, all right, we're going to have acne next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very true. I do think about the consequences um, most of the time. I'm like, it'll feel good for 15 seconds, but I'll last the symptoms for four days. Right. Is it worth it? Nah. Can I get a gluten-free and dairy-free version? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cupcakes. I'll go to the gluten-free, dairy-free bakery and I'll get myself a cupcake. And there we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, And just a reminder too, for anyone, like if you do end up feeling something after, like there's no reason to feel guilty again, like we were saying yeah. earlier, just let that, let those symptoms, um, you know, go away on their own. Just go back to what was working for you before. And just like, you know, everything will get better. Like there's no reason to feel bad or guilty if the symptoms do come back because yeah. you had gluten and dairy. So exactly. just important yeah. to note that as well. And even if you don't lose weight with gluten and dairy free, as long as you see some symptoms get better, it means that it's helping with the inflammation. That's an underlying cause of PCOS. And then if you want to like lose weight, then you're, you got to think, what else can I layer onto this? You know, my workouts, my lifestyle so that I can optimize my insulin sensitivity and lose weight and feel like myself again. You know, it's not, it doesn't just like end at gluten and dairy free. And with that being said, like, tell us about what your workout routine is like. Well, my workouts are pretty much copying whatever you guys post in the sisterhood. <laughs> At Instagram, I seriously take my iPad or my phone and I'm like, what did they post it this week? Uh-huh. Oh, I and love that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I never liked cardio. I always liked weights. So when I started learning through you guys that doing weights was better, I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So my cardio, I do 10 minutes of I cardio. Um, I do 
four minutes of walking and then I do intervals. For example, I do a minute and a half of sprinting, a minute and a half of walking, a minute and a half of sprinting and a minute and a half of walking. Just so I can let it cool down and then back up yeah. and then cool down and yeah. back up. That's a great approach. I like that a lot. Yes. And after that, I just do the weights. So yeah, yeah. I pretty much do what you guys post arm routines, um, leg routines. I do squats. I know you posted that squats are great for people with CCS. Uh-huh. So I do like doing squats. I do squats pretty a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of slow weight workouts and I take my one minute break in between. That's great. That's awesome. And, and do you see like better improvements compared to like, maybe if in the past you were doing like intense workouts or things like that, like do you see differences there? Absolutely. Yes. I was, um, before getting diagnosed with PCOS, I was gaining a lot of weight and I didn't know why. Cause I was the only one eating a salad while my friends were eating pizza and mm-hmm. it just, it oh, was very, <laughs> yes. And it felt very frustrating. So I signed up for hit workouts for the craziest things. And I was just getting bigger. Mm. And it's like, makes no sense and now it's like i'm chilling in my minute workout i'm jamming and it's like and stuff and jeans are sizes are going down and it's like well in a certain way it's easier yeah Yeah, yeah. it is of course because you're not like heaving and hoeing and running around and yeah you're yeah, more you feel con- good and you're more in control of the workout itself yeah. like you're in charge you're not letting the workout run you to the ground too yeah yes and sorry i would like to share for people who don't like doing weights um i don't always have time to go to the gym mm-hmm. right as adults or we have crazy lives and yeah. the schedule not always open to go to the gym or to work out for this amount of time at home so i have two dogs so sometimes I'll be like, all right, let's go for a 35, 40 minute, easy, chill out walk. And yeah. that's what we do. And we come back and I'm like, well, that was my workout for the day. Yeah, and it also I love that. Yes. And it also helps me with my stress because you're outdoors um, here in Tennessee. Tennessee is very known for being so green and mm-hmm. it's very beautiful. I love it here. And I go for a walk and then it's very relaxing. I like it. Obviously something in the winter is not that nice, (laughs) but um, we've been having 60 something weather here and it's perfect. So I've been going in in a few walks and my dogs love it. I love it. And it's like, all right, now I can keep going with my day. And I don't feel guilty because I didn't do the weights. Oh my goodness. I need to go to the gym five times a day. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this week, I can only make it three times. And one of those days I'm going to walk and I did it four days. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. And we're like with in general with fitness too, like you don't want to feel the pressure to work out three, four times a week. Like you have to, if any day where you don't feel like working out or you feel like your body's off doing like a 30, 45 minute walk, just like you said, Andrea can be great just to one, like walking has shown to help with stress 
to help with uh, also picking up your metabolism, especially if you've been sitting, like working for, for the whole day, which a lot of people do, you know, it's like just the nature of work. So if you just get up and walk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, that's already going to reverse some of the, the slower metabolism, some of the uh, stress that you're feeling. And it also helps with insulin resistance too, just going on that 30, 45 minute walk. So it's all about those small wins, getting it in, feeling better afterwards. Yes, I, I totally agree. I have felt a difference and I love going for walks. I love going for hikes. Um, oh, hikes are great. Yeah. Yes. And hikes, Any- and hikes favorite <laughs> yeah any, any time where you can add like incline or like decline any, anytime we're going up down up down on a walk like a hike is it's one of the best ways because it incorporates more of your leg muscles your body to basically um exert more uh strength into the walk rather than just walking straight too but straight's great too yeah. I know you like to travel. So what's it like to travel with PCOS? Do you keep up with your workout routine while you're traveling? Or do you, um, what do you do for gluten and dairy free foods? How do you manage that? So I'm very, my husband and I were outdoorsy people. <laughs> so for workouts, we're always trying to go to a mountain and mm. we walk the mountain he loves fishing. So he, while he fishes, I just walk river up. Oh, um, nice. How, and how fun. Yeah. I just walk with my dogs river up and it's lovely. And the water, it's just very, it's nice. And I'm working out, but I don't feel it. So yeah. those are like what I do traveling or if you're traveling to a place, well, this year we couldn't because of, you know, the pandemic, totally. but yeah. Um, if we would, um, just go to a place where there's not really a lot of nature, then we, I would just walk up and down the stairs or do something like that, like in a slow, steady pace. Or sometimes I wouldn't sweat it and I'll be like, I can't work it. I can't do it today. (laughs) And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Not all the time you have to make a way. It's like, again, going back to not feel guilty. It's like, I can't today. Next week, I'll go for a walk. I'll go to the gym. It'll be good. It's it's my life. I can't do it today. Yeah. Uh, But for food, um, I, um, I feel like there's a lot of ways that we can adjust our foods. Um, so if say you like Mexican food, all you have to do is can have corn tortilla and please take out the sour cream and cheese mm-hmm. and bring all the wok, all the beans yeah. and all the beans. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just read the menu and I ask, I make sure I ask the waiter and I'm like, does this has gluten or dairy? This is made mm-hmm. with butter what is not made with butter and they're you know they're usually very helpful and they're like we'll find a way to make a dietary need for you um one of my my favorite foods is asian so i make sure i say can i have rice and with veggies and you know like a stew or something and i just make sure to ask does this has yogurt or like if it's indian does this has yogurt it's a dairy or gluten-free and many times they do have options for dairy-free or gluten-free. So mm. it's always good to ask. Yeah. Um, I am always asking. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry to bother, but, you know, I rather ask and, you know, be a bit embarrassed for a moment than again, deal with the symptoms for 
the next three to four days. I'm exactly. so with And you. there's nothing to even be embarrassed or like, I, I totally understand why you would, anybody would be f- feeling embarrassed to ask in front of other people and, or like to the waiter or waitress, but just ask because at the end of the day, like you said, it's about your health, how it's going to impact you, that other person or other people have no idea. So, mm-hmm. and one other uh, like a cheat code you can do when you're at a restaurant is just say you have an allergy and they will take that shit so seriously. <laughs> That's <laughs> we, true. That's very true. Yeah. I Sometimes if I wake up early, I have a Chick-fil-A on my way to work uh-huh. and I always do this custom. So this is a, this is a hack. I go and I ask, they call it a red flag. What is it when it's in a special item? Mm. So I ask for their grilled chicken, their egg white, and bacon without cheese and in a gluten-free bun mm-hmm. and they'll do it and it's actually cheaper than a regular oh really <laughs> wow yeah yes. that's a great hack i like that yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know they had gluten-free buns yeah they I do they wow. do what they other have- hacks can you share with us <laughs> <laughs> mine is um, in and out just protein style and some fries you know yeah um let's let's see well chick-fil-a is definitely my go-to because i know they have that um let's see um well (laughs) i feel like that's what well there's people like if you are on the road for example and um you only have you know sadly we only have fast food places on the road there's not really like good healthy restaurants Mm um you if you find a taco bell just make sure to there's this um how they call it a super bowl Mm -hmm. and it's rice beans chicken and veggies and they top it with a bunch of sour cream and cheese Mm -hmm. take that off and then you just eat the the walk they give you walk too Mm -hmm. and stuff so that's a fast food it's not the healthiest but it's a gluten and dairy free. And if yeah. you're on the road, you need to eat because you need to drink your yeah. ovacetal and you need to eat something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that's kind of like, okay, this is, it's going to help me. Yeah. Um, but also I, since for traveling, always have a snack, mm-hmm. like a pre-made snack. Like I, if you like nuts, like almonds and this and that always have them in the little container. Um, um, I just found this big bars. They're gluten-free and dairy-free, nice. vegan. Um, I always have them stuck if I have to get going and I, I know I'm going to need a snack and mm-hmm. I don't have to prepare it. I always have the nuts and that ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I, oh, my dog is here. Oh, hey buddy. <laughs> he looks so cute. He's What's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Hey, I love how his face is just like peacefully in the camera. He enjoys the gluten-free life too. Hey, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he, do, you, do you throw ovacetol packets in your purse? Yes. I all, do that too. Yes. In like every the, handbag. Yes. In every bag that I use, I have one, two, or three ovacetol just in case I might not make it home on time for dinner. Sometimes I go to my parents and they're like, stay for dinner. And, you know, they adjust dinner for mm-hmm. me. And I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. okay, I'm going to have my vaccine here. I'll drink it nice. while we eat. Yes. That's good. Yeah. And yeah we, but, we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, but planning, I was just going to say planning what you're going to eat really saves you on eating from outside the bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, just meal, meal prepping has been great for me because I'm like, what do I like? And uh, what do I want to eat this week? And whether it's Indian, whether it's Korean, whether it's this, I look for the recipe and I always Google gluten dairy free. And most of the times <laughs> it's adjusted, you know, to our lifestyle. So it's good. You can find anything on the internet. Yeah. And yeah. Good. What's your, what's your dog's name, by the way? That was what we were laughing at right now. This is Danny. Danny boy. Danny. He's very needy. He's very what? Needy. Oh, really? He loves pets and love. I haven't pet him for a bit, so he's over here like. I love check. that. I love that. Just just to add on to your point though about traveling, it really does help when you're when you're just planning ahead because of course there there are things that you you can't avoid. Like if if um we all get hungry and like if if the best option is um you know either fast food or something else, it's just always about planning ahead to know like what's gonna be the best for you. And I loved your tips about Taco Bell or even um Chick-fil-A. And another tip too is like if you like if you're going to a city for a couple of days, if you land there, it really helps to just go to like a grocery store just to get the basics. And then uh, just in case you need yeah. like breakfast or anything consistently, you can like uh, like uh, depend on that because we actually learned from that. We were in Texas a week ago. We were telling you we were there a week ago and all the grocery stores and restaurants shut down because of um, the winter storm. And if we if we hadn't grocery shop the day we landed, we would have basically starved. So sometimes wow. you, you never know how it's going to help you. <laughs> yes, it, it does help a lot. Um I've, I've done it once. I didn't travel much um, this year, but um, yeah. I have to travel a weekend for work. And um, that's the first thing we did with my coworker. Went to Walmart and she does keto. And I'm like, okay, you go get your keto. I'm going to yeah. go get gluten, dairy-free stuff. And yeah. I, I got all everything to just eat there because in that hotel, all they had was, you know dairy and gluten so that's the first thing we did was to go to walmart and get what we needed for the days that we were going to be there right yeah yeah i I can hear danny really getting restless right now (laughs) they're wrestling oh no worries no worries danny Danny. he's crazy it's okay no worries we're we're almost down to our our last part and we just wanted to ask go for it i'm gonna try to stop them for a bit okay okay I'll be back. No worries. So, uh, and I want to ask you, what advice do you have for sisters out there who are trying to manage PCOS or who've been newly diagnosed? Um, for the ones who have been newly diagnosed, um, I started repeating this to myself and I feel like I live by this now. Um, it is, and I think I shared it to, um, my Q and a, um, it was, um, do not, don't, sorry, don't look at PCOS as your enemy. Look at it as the best thing that could happen to you to help you take care of yourself. Because before I was never aware of how I was eating, how I was moving. And if I was, it was in a very unhealthy, obsessive way. Mm -hmm. I feel like PCOS at first was the big curse for me. And I felt like it was the worst that could happen to me. And now it's like, actually, 
I feel healthier because of this. I've yeah. learned more about my body because of this. I've learned how to take care of myself more because of this. And I've learned how to s- stand up for myself because of this. Like when people say, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, mm-hmm. but it's PCOS. It's like, it might not work for you. It's for me. Like the yeah. first thing they would say, it's like, if I eat gluten-free, do you have celiac disease? Why are you eating gluten-free? And I'm like, not, yeah. you don't have to have signal disease to eat like this it's, exactly. what it's been helping me i feel healthier mm-hmm. and yeah it's just um know that you're not the only one <laughs> i felt for sure like that mm. when i got diagnosed you're not the only one um another thing was for me i wanted to get pregnant back then well i still do but now i'm more realistic <laughs> um just don't get upset over your body because many times I used to feel like I'm a failure and I cannot get pregnant. I cannot do this. And now it's like, I can't, but I just need to love myself a bit more. Yeah. A little more time, a little more, you know, healing, and then you'll be ready, which is great that you're taking it slow and not rushing into it. Cause oftentimes when people want to get pregnant, they don't consider that there's a period of time that you have to heal the PCOS and get it into remission before you get pregnant to minimize <clears throat> any issues that you might have during pregnancy and childbirth, you know? So rushing into it isn't ideal. Taking this time that you're taking right now is really important. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it definitely is. Um, just make sure to pour into yourself and it, um, it, it really helps you grow as a person. Yeah. It is- it's crazy that I used to say, I don't want it. I hate this. And it's not like it's beautiful to have it, but now it's like, but I can help other people. My yeah. story can help someone else. Now it's oh, yeah. not only about me and how I feel. It's also how can I share hope and how can I, you know, so yeah, just look at it as you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, keep join the sisterhood. Seriously. I, I can't. Telly didn't tell me to say this. I just can't <laughs> say it enough. It's great to have a community. It really is. Um, it is great. I mean, it's awesome for it to give you ideas to meal prep, to just vent out and say, I feel down today. My symptoms are worse. And there's a lot of people who will be there supporting you. Um, and for the ones who have been diagnosed for years and things like that, just keep going. Don't give up. Don't give up on your body. Don't give up on yourself. You got this. You can do it. You you can. Yeah. And we're all on this together. And um, just, yeah, just look for help. Like if you need help for a friend. Scroll through and, Instagram. Find yes, <laughs> scroll to Instagram and find Talene and Sirac. Um, Yes, it is scary at first. But once you get the hang of it, you're like, huh. Okay, I can actually, yeah. it's that's not an, that bad. Yeah, that's an amazing message. Cause like you said, you're not alone. There is one out of, it affects one out of 10 women. And it's, um, it's, it's really important to not feel alone. Cause once, like, like you were saying earlier, when you're diagnosed, you're like, you don't know what's going on, what's happening. Do I, am I the only one that feels this way? And once you find the community or other people um, that are in the same boat as you, you feel so much more supported and you have more confidence to, to tackle it. And especially 
like the article that you wrote. So many sisters have been inspired by that. Thousands are reading it. And you have no idea how how much that goes for one person to read and have that motivation and inspiration. So like, we want to just thank you for writing that and spreading the positivity to everybody else. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me share that, honestly. Um, oh, of course. It was such an honor and a pleasure. And just the last one, another thing, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Mm. Yeah. I used to compare myself a lot to women who were getting pregnant right away mm-hmm. and who were losing weight in three months. I was comparing myself to a lot of people, but our story is not the same as those people. Yeah. We have our struggles. They might have other struggles that we don't know about. Exactly. So live who you are and just be bold about it. And if, if you're dealing with PCOS, don't feel like you're less than anyone else. You are your own individual self and you're strong and they are strong and we're strong women that can do things. I love this advice. What a great episode. Yeah. And great note to, I guess, end our conversation uh, with Andrea, but this was an amazing episode. Oh, and before we go, I I love to ask this to every sister, but what is, if you had to pick one feature, what is your favorite uh, one feature from the sisterhood? One feature from the sisterhood? Yeah. Wow. That's hard. (laughs) I don't know but if I can one. It could be like the five stages. It could be the workout section. It could be the recipes. Yeah. It could be the live calls or the private group. If you had to pick one of those. <laughs> it's a hard choice because I <laughs> love it. Really, one follows the other. Um, but I would say I'm a people person. I love the community. Awesome. I love the community. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Great. Well, we're so lucky to have you with us. Yeah. I am. So much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stay with us, Andrea, as we end the episode. We'll we'll talk a little bit afterwards. But thank you so much for being part of this episode. And thank you for all the listeners. If you'd like to join the Sisterhood, we'll we'll put the information in the podcast description below. But it's basically at PCOSWeightLoss.org. And you'll be able to join a supportive community and uh, be able to chat with other sisters just like Andrea and so much more. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.